Good morning, Podders. You are listening to episode two of Pods App. We've made it through another week. How fantastic we got there in the end. And this weekend has been, weather-wise, absolutely glorious. It's been amazing. The sun is shining. Next door's clipping his hedge. It doesn't get any better than that. Now, last week we did have episode one, which was an interesting experience. We'd had everything scripted. Not what we were saying, but the topics that we were going to discuss. And just naturally, as people do, we got sidetracked and went off onto a bit of a tangent on other topics that kind of were related, but it wasn't quite what we were aiming for, which left us with a two-hour-long session. Even after editing, it was still two hour long. I don't know what it removed when I took chunks out because (laughs) it wasn't any shorter. So the system I used didn't like it. The file was too big. And what I had to do was then force the file through two other recording studio systems to then be able to download it to the MacBook to put it onto the distribution website at rss.com. And that whole process took me nine hours, nine hours of staring like a zombie at a screen, nine hours I'll never ever see again. But we got there in the end and rss.com, I don't think they give a shit who goes on there and uploads, to be honest, they're just kind of like, you've signed up to us, that's brilliant, we'll stick it on them, you can play it straight away. But the other mainstream platforms needed to check snippets of the content because it's 2023 darlings and everything's censored and censorship is strife through our community. However, now we are definitely on Spotify and Amazon Music, Samsung Podcast, Podcast Index and Listen Note. So if you use any of those, just type in Pods app and hopefully they'll all pop up for you. The one that I did back away from ever so slight, it was Apple Podcasts. Now I do use them on my phone. I was never ever an Apple person. I think I I lasted up to iPhone 5 and I moved over to Samsung. But as I've got older, I have realized the ridiculousness of paying a phone contract every month for something that I'm never really going to own. And I decided to buy a phone outright. And in that, thus I wanted one that was sturdy. And I went back to Apple again with their um, iPhone 13 Pro Max. And as I so often mocked with the Apple community, we buy into the entire ecosystem. So Apple Watch and MacBook. So Apple have had plenty of money off me. They get money monthly off me. I'm not paying them anymore unless they bring the price down from the 17, 18 pounds that they're trying to charge just to upload once a week. So I'll keep you updated on that one. (laughs) And Deezer was the other option. Now, I thought Deezer closed down years ago. I had no idea there was still a thing, but apparently they are. So if you use Deezer, I'm more than happy to look into that for you. And that goes for the same for iHeartRadio. Never heard of them, but that is on the list. And Google Podcasts. I don't really use Google. I'm more of a DuckDuckGo kind of a guy. So... If you are interested in any of those ones, do just let me know and I'll look into it for you. We've done really well, actually, on episode one. The data that we've got through was the majority of the listeners were the United States, Italy and Spain. I had one person from Harrogate, which is my old hometown, 
I'm trying to think who's been listening to that from there. And a couple more from uh, the UK. So it was two hours, darling. So thank you if you tortured yourself listening to that for two hours. I had a brilliant time making it, but I appreciate it was a very long episode that got very kind of distorted as I went along. Um, A few of you did ask, ask a few questions on my personal inbox on Facebook just to clarify a few things um, so I, I will come back round to those those questions shortly for you and we'll take a look into those as you'll notice it's very quiet on this side, um, it's Anita's birthday today so happy birthday Anita darling if you tune in she is with her husband today celebrating and Mark and Michael um, are probably asleep <laughs> because last night in the the joys of the summer's evenings was Eurovision and Mark is very much a big Eurovision fan. We, we had plenty of photographs of him doing his house up for it. I think he might have had a little party to watch it. Uh, Michael works in hospitality. Now, my work on a chat website was all about Eurovision. I'm not that kind of chat website. Like, I'm not speaking filthy to people for a couple of pounds on, on an internet site. But they, that's all it was all night was Eurovision. People were either asked about it or or not. So I dread to think how busy Michael was last night if he was working with people being out and about celebrating. I have no idea who won Eurovision. I won't linger on it too much because, to be honest, I don't give a shite about Eurovision. It's just not my thing. And I know a gay guy not liking Eurovision. I'm just not into it. I don't like the, the flamboyantness of it. I don't like the... The party mode of it. I know, party people, okay. But it's just not my thing. I think the last time I watched Eurovision was 2013. And the thought of it now grates on me, as I'd imagine Jacinda Ardern's teeth do on her husband's knob on an evening. It's just not something I want to be subjected to. And if the last few years are to go by, I find it to be very politicised with undertones of agendas and propaganda on certain things. And... I'm I'm just not into it. I'm I'm not a big fan of television anyways, or reality shows or stuff like X Factor or anything like that. So it wasn't for me. I don't know who won. I don't know who was in it and I didn't watch it. But I will say that some fantastic artists and bands have come out of Eurovision over its lifespan and some amazing songs. I do have a look on Spotify, the playlist, because the playlists for the current at the time Eurovisions tend to go on a considerable amount of time before the actual shows on like they they've already recorded the songs and they're already a thing and i have downloaded a few over the years that i have liked and do you know what as much as it's not my scene eurovision i do enjoy watching other people enjoy it it's really nice to see people kind of embrace it and make a big deal of it and get together. There was one guy I was speaking to yesterday. He was, that the people had televisions out in the streets watching it, playing it all at the same time. Like, and we need more of that in life, I think. That's the sort of thing we need as people, that more community than having fun. Just not with Eurovision, anything but Eurovision. So we'll leave Eurovision there. Now, I had quite a lot of things that I wanted to discuss this week. And the one thing that kind of was predominant as a story was a lady that is an actress in Bridgerton had made a comment about the balcony portion of the King's coronation. As we discussed last week, I don't really care 
for the royals. I'm not a royalist. I, I mean, I don't, I don't dislike them, but I'm not, I'm not all for them. I'm not bothered either way. So, for those that don't know, or have somehow miraculously managed to avoid it, the king was coronated here in the UK last weekend, and this lady was on the news, and during an interview, she'd said that the balcony was terribly white. And I think really what she was referring to was the whole day, the processions, the parades were all very diverse. I think there was a conscious effort to make sure that every community within the United Kingdom, every religion and ethnicity was felt like they had a part in the in the main event. And then obviously at the end, the family came out on the balcony and they're a white family. It was white people on a balcony. If you're not in the UK, we do have a royal family. We have the Buckingham Palace down in London. And as you can tell, there's a balcony on the front. And during special events or certain occasions, every now and again, the family pop out on the balcony and give people a wave, I suppose. And toddle off, turn around, go back for a cup of Thai food and a shortcake. So that's what those comments were referring to. Now, I do not know the lady that made the comments. I don't watch the things that she's been in because, as I've said, I don't watch television. I think television is mind-numbing for people. I'd sooner watch a bit of YouTube or a documentary or read a book or listen to some music. So I'm not going to comment on her because I've got nothing to really base that on. But the whole idea that sprung to mind was offence because her comments had caused the biggest outrage to the point that it was the most complained about subject to Ofcom this year. Above everything else, if, if you're easily offended, think of the one thing that you're offended by. It was more offensive than that, apparently. So Ofcom, again, for those that don't know, is the governing body for our mainstream media. They're the ones that will say, right, well, you can't say this and you can't say that. You've got to follow this narrative or this agenda you've said this wrong, now you owe us this amount of money, pay us off, like that kind of a, you get the idea. They're the censorship people. I hope they don't do podcasts off, actually. That would be very unfortunate. So then I got to thinking, well, offence. I've, I've said it a lot over the years, I do not find things offensive, and I'd have loved to have chat to the other guys about what they're, stances on being offended it seems to be something that everybody's entitled to is being offended everyone's got an opinion especially now that social media is so popular and everybody uses it now I am fine with people being offended I think some of the most important things in life are your freedom of speech and your freedom of thought I don't think those are things that should be monitored or controlled they are yours and you have your right to express them. So let me make that very clear. I just find people intolerable that are offended. I, I don't understand it. And I guess you can break it down into different subjects. So in terms of comedy, I don't think there should be anything that should not be spoken about, should not be joked about, or should be censored or cancelled for with comedy. I think if you don't want to listen to what the comedian's got to say, you don't have to go. Don't buy a ticket. Go find something else that you're interested in. And these people that kind of act surprised and shocked at what this comedian said, 
I just think fuck off because you could log on to YouTube for 10 minutes and get an idea of what kind of comedy that comedian does. So that is its own different realm. I think comedy should be left untouched. I think it's a dying art form. This new woke comedy that's coming out, it's not funny. Having a laugh and a joke about vegan stuff and it. Ugh, like, I like I like the old the old comedians, people like Joan Rivers that weren't afraid to make a joke about things that people thought were a bit a bit below the belt. Now, a lot of people will probably be thinking, well, you know, there's nothing for you to get offended about with jokes. Now, from my perspective, for the things that I sh- could possibly get offended by, I will list for you and tell you that I find jokes in them quite amusing. So I'm a gay man. I find homophobic jokes entertaining. The gay community jokes entertaining. I'm an ex-fatty that used to have a severe eating disorder. I find jokes on eating disorders pretty funny to listen to. I've gone through some things in life that uh, have been put upon me sexually by people that we're not given permission to. I find jokes on that pretty funny. Like I have a sense of humour. I can laugh at those things without getting outraged and so disgusted and a burning rage for. And I, th- I think, you know, you can apply that to any topic or any subject that's being joked about because it really is in the deliverance. Now, if somebody said those to me in the street and not on a stage or on a comedy show or on a DVD it's got a different context to it. If someone's deliberately trying to be spiteful or hateful and upset people, that's different from somebody doing something in a comedy set. Now, how I view comedy and offence is how I view any offence. I don't get offended. I don't give a shit. There is no word that you can throw at me or even invent or create that is going to make me feel offended there's no saying and no topic that I can be offended by I'm an I'm an open book you say what you have to say if I find it funny I'll laugh if you're trying to be a dick I don't really care you it is what it is (laughs) but people do get easily offended and I think I, I, I don't know where to place it. There's a lot of chat that perhaps it's the millennials. We we raise Gen Z to be entitled or never have no said to them or let them get away with everything and they can be whatever they want to be without any repercussions or any boundaries. And that's prob- that might be where it stemmed from. I, I mean, I think they possibly do have a slight valid point. I need a sip of coffee, two seconds. It's dry freeze coffee, darlings. It's horrendous. But I just, I some can't find the energy to brew decent, normal coffee from fresh beans on a morning. So Gen, Gen Z, they do seem to be the ones that are easily offended. That's not to say that no one else gets offended, but predominantly on today's social media it seems to be gen z and i just i i can't get my head around it i'd love to have known what the other other guys opinions were on this because 
what makes something offensive? Is it the deliverance? If it's said in hate, should it then be deemed as offensive? But if it's in comedy, is it not offensive? Perhaps think what you're offended by. I, I do take the approach that, and I say this to people sometimes, if I know them, if we're friends on Facebook and they've been offended by somebody else's post on Facebook, I do sometimes message and say, look, have you ever laughed at a homophobic joke? No. Have you ever laughed at a disabled joke or a racist joke or a joke on a subject that, I don't know, let's say abuse of any type, if you get my drift. And if they say yes to any of them, I'm sorry, you don't have a right to be offended and start making a stink over other people having a laugh or a joke. You just don't. I, don't I, I think you'd lose that privilege. And you find that. And I do have people that I know. I'm a very fond person of the means and the gifts. And there are people that I know that will send me what people would deem fucking horrendous and offensive memes which I find hilarious. And I do have a good chuckle for them. So if you do want to send me stuff like that, please feel free. But then, holier than thou comes out on Facebook and they're a completely different person. And I just think it's hypocritical. If you, if you in private, will laugh at homophobic things, racist things, disabilities, anything along those lines. If you can do that in the privacy of your own home with no problem, keep your mouth shut and keep away from social media. There's no need for it. I know some people like drama. There's no need. So you have a right to be offended. Again, I'm not saying you don't. People have different levels of thresholds of how far they will let things slide. I don't care. I'm not offended by anything. I think being offended is a drain of energy. Half the time, we don't know what we're offended about or the reason why we're offended. Is it offensive because it genuinely is offensive or it is something that we think should have been an offensive topic? Interesting food for fall to Dala. So it is a shame that that conversation couldn't have gone a bit longer. Um, I will give the guy some grief at that one. Maybe we can have a discussion about it on the Facebook group. That might be interesting. Now, I did say I'd answer some questions from last week's. As I say, it was a very mumble-jumbled mess <laughs> of words. And I think some people were like, I don't really understand what you meant. So somebody did ask what my stance was on pronouns. Admittedly, it wasn't very clear on the last episode when I, when I read it back. I don't overly have an opinion on pronouns. Maybe this is where it's going to link it to being offended. Maybe this is where I cause offence. I, I don't have a stance on them. I, I, I don't really care if somebody wants to tell me what their pronouns are. Fine. I'll listen to it. It's, it's not a problem. If you want to tell me you're a he or a him, brilliant. If you want to tell me you're a she or her, brilliant. They, them, zee, them, clown, self wolf wolf self whatever other ones they've added on and i'm that's not me mocking they, they are genuinely pronouns now clown and clown self and wolf and wolf self who knew who knew 
So I've not got an issue with it. My personal belief is anything outside of he, him, she, her. So let's say they, them, and the other hundreds and hundreds of things they've now added on. I don't get it. I don't understand it. And I'd never use them. It's not something that I subscribe to. But that does not mean that I decrease or increase the value of the person. I mean, I take people at face value. And if that's what you want to believe, that's absolutely fine. It doesn't affect my life. You're not hurting anybody. Be what you want to be. Express yourself the way you want to express yourself. Just crack on with your own life. Don't worry about what everyone else is thinking. Don't make a big deal of it. Just go with the flow. I'm, I'm not, I would never go out of my way, like I said on the last episode, to deliberately offend somebody by mispronouncing or misgendering their pronouns. But equally, I'm not going to actively ask for them. If you want to tell me them, fine. Brilliant. If I slip up and call you the one that I think you look like you present, that be on my head. I'm sorry. It happens. We're not all on the same wavelength with the pronoun thing. And that's fine. I don't hate anybody that's for them. I don't hate anybody that's not for them. And if you like me in the middle and kind of like me, whatever, you do you. Then I probably prefer you to be fair. Be in the middle. Be in the middle is the best way to be. Somebody else asked about Sam Smith. I I'm not really going to go into Sam Smith. I think that topic's over and done with. It's been overdone, overkilled on Facebook. I think Mark had a point. I think really with Sam, it's the team in the background pushing a lot of this. I know online has been full of hatred and comments, which I've not really looked too much into and got involved with. But I think the whole Sam Smith thing has just been overkilled now. And... I'm going to leave it like that on that one <laughs> because it is what it is. Somebody did ask weirdly. It might be because I said that I didn't think Sam Smith was trans, but they've asked my stance on trans people. No issue whatsoever. I view trans person as equally as any other human on the planet, which... I haven't got an issue with any of There's no gender, no race, no ethnic, no religion. There's anything you can think of that divides people. I've got no issue with any of it. I don't care. Trans people, I don't actively have trans friends. And that's, that's not out of choice. I mean, I might have. They've not said anything. And nor should they have to feel like they need to tell me. But, oops, I think I burped then. I am sorry. Um, I'm not one for getting involved in the gay community. I used to go out a lot as in my younger years, but I don't enjoy the gay scene. It, it's it's not the sort of environment I like to be around. I'm very odd and boring, to be honest with you. I'd rather have a little cheeky cigar every now and again, a little glass of whiskey and stay at home and read a book. So I, I don't actively wander those communities, so I'm not around them people. But I may well know trans people, and I've just got no idea, but... As I say, it's fuck all to do with me. I don't I don't need you to tell me that you're trans. If you want to tell me, again, same as the pronouns, it's fine. I like I'll take you at face value. If you want to tell me that you're a man or a woman, that's fine. I'll take it. It's um it's nothing to do with me. 
And I, I, I know that's sparked quite a few debates, like with the whole dating thing that was in the news actually again this week, just gone about when should a trans person have to tell somebody they're dating their trans. I mean, of course, in an ideal world, that would crop up within the first few times you start speaking or say date five, like quite early on. Because by the time it gets down to getting a bit raunchy, like you, you're gonna you're gonna need to know. But I I don't think anybody in that position of being trans should have to disclose when they're not ready to. If that offends anybody, so be it. But I don't think they do. It's nothing to do with them. It's their own personal journey. I think, and it's up to them how much they share with people. And they shouldn't have to. I it's, It saddens me, and it's a bit like having to come out the closet. I don't think people should have to come out the closet. I don't think trans people should have to come out as trans either. Like, if, I appreciate there may be a, a certain time between the, the transition process where you know, you, you're kind of developing into the sex that you're aiming for with the hormones and it might look a bit conflicting. I appreciate there's that kind of gap. But I, it's nothing to do. If you are trans and listen to this, you don't have to tell anybody if you don't want to tell them. Just tell them to fuck off. Nothing to do with them. Um, and to be honest, I do follow quite a lot of trans males on Instagram. And some of them I didn't know was trans until they eventually popped it up on one of the posts. But my God, attractive, really attractive. And if I was on the dating scene, I don't think I'd rule a trans male off, to be honest with you, because some of them are fucking stunning. Absolutely stunning. We might have to discuss things, you know, when things get a bit more serious. But I'm all for it. Trans women I've not really thought about, but... That's probably because then I'd have to question my entire sexuality as a gay man if I started thinking about trans women. So maybe that's a conversation for another day. Um, somebody did mention as well what my thoughts were on the countdown clock in America for global warming. I think it was Times... I want to say it was Times Square. I did briefly look at the story. It was Times Square that have put a countdown of when the world's going to end because of climate change. <sighs> Listen, I mean, I'd love to do a full episode on it. I'm... Sip of tea. And a babe. I'd love to do a full episode on climate change. It's very interesting. If you're my age and 32, I would implore you to ask your grandparents what was pushed for them back in their day. Because as far as I'm aware, it was global freezing, cold, ice age was coming. And the newspaper articles are fascinating of, of that time with the big freeze that's coming. We're all going to die because of big ice age that's coming. We've all got five years left. And then five years came and it was like, oh shit, okay, actually we got that wrong. Sorry guys. Um, now we're going to change it to, I mean, I'm trying to think what it was after that. No, I think it was CO, was it greenhouse effect? That's certainly why I remember it's called greenhouse effect. 
we're all going to die in five years because of greenhouse effect. Oh, shit. Sorry. Five years time. That didn't happen. So let's change it to whatever they changed it to. And now it's climate change, which is very convenient because after so many decades of getting these things wrong and scaring people, now all of a sudden we're on climate change, which is a very broad umbrella term which kind of covers everything because you can't deny climate change exists because the climate's always changing and there is quite a few interesting studies and papers that are non-biased that you can read on those about the fluctuation in the temperatures of the earth and whatnot. I did find it interesting that little Greta Thunberg had deleted some tweets from a few years ago saying we were going to die in a few years time because of x y and z never happened. So my thoughts on climate change are, I am sceptical, and there's probably people screaming at me saying, well, scientists all agree. Scientists don't all agree, same as they didn't all agree with CV19, if you get my drift. Same that they didn't agree with the Mrs. Maxine, if you get my drift. They didn't agree. You can get an, You can find a scientist to agree with and say anything that you want if you look hard enough. There is equally if not more people that disagree in the science community about these things than agree with them so my stance on it is I would hope we could do a proper in-depth look into that eventually Uh, it's I don't know if it's a censored topic because let's face it everything now is green 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 everything I mean what did I buy the other day and it was like oh this is been delivered in a carbon neutral van and has been delivered in carbon neutral packaging and it was something stupid it was like a pen I was like well I'm not really asked if you've flown it 3,000 miles around the world in a diesel guzzling engine because to be quite frank as nice as some electric cars are if you look at how they're made they're no better actually than the, the fuel run cars but before the little wobblies come on saying, well, you're not a scientist. You don't need to be a scientist, darling. You just need to look at the facts and the data, which is also another point. You've got me on a rant now with these officials putting these things in place, like Hewlett, which is definitely a censored word, down in London, when they are being questioned by authoritative bodies about the data they have given to allow these things put into place they've got no idea and they've never read them half the time uh, Sadiq Khan was an interesting one with the Hewlett policies there was an interview that came out with him in a meeting with official bodies that were asking him to back up essentially his data to allow him to put these expansions of the zones in place and he'd never even met them and it was what he based his policies on so again and again I'd hope to discuss it further it is something that needs a bit more backing up I mean I'm I like discussions and debates and I like people to back things up and obviously at the minute I can't back things up because it wasn't really something I was planning on talking about but maybe we'll come back around to it I'll get some stuff together and we can discuss that But it is definitely something that's fact-checked. And again, fact-checkers, especially you guys that use YouTube quite a lot, just because it's got a fact-check on it doesn't mean that it's fact. These are not always 
official bodies that are fact-checking, and they are rather biased in some things. So do the research before you take things at face value.